Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, hey, thanks for pressing play, Suns fans, and welcome to the Suns Report Podcast. I'm your host, John, and I'm joined live and in studio by my cohort in crime, the podcaster master. Give it up for Matthew. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing really good. We're both doing very well, and another guy's doing pretty well because his birthday's in a couple days. Yeah. And that's Dick Van Arsdale, man, the original son. He's an Aquarius. He is so he watch really? out. Yeah, watch out for those guys because they will actually talk your ear off, usually. Interesting. Yep. So Dickie V Really is, into the conversation. Huh. Yeah. Well, I've never met Dick Van Arsdale, so I guess I wouldn't really know. I like to talk a lot, but I'm a Libra. So yeah. not <laughs> really. It's a different kind of talking, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Is it is, is mine more of like bullshitting? No, yours. Well, theirs are for Aquariuses. It's like they'll talk about something and just go on and on and on. And I don't even know anything about the signs, so I'm making all this up right now. <laughs> so pretty much an Aquarius, based on your complete lack of knowledge of astrological yes. signs, yes. are yeah. the people who you're in the conversation and you're just like, shit, just get me out of here. Yeah. I don't care about your fork collection. Please let me go. Yep. Okay, well, there you go. In a couple days is Dick Van Arsdale's birthday. He's in Aquarius, so don't start talking to him about forks. You heard it here first on the Suns Report podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. You have the Suns Report, which is us, and you also have Justin and Paul over on Fanning the Flame, so make sure you stop by and give them a listen as well. As always, you can hit us up on Twitter. We're at the Suns Report. You can hit us up on Facebook. You can hit us up on Instagram. You can send some smoke signals up. Maybe we'll get a hold of you. I don't know. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Darth Voida. Matthew, you're at Matthew Lissy. So, again, a great way to contact us. Uh, again, you know, Dick Van Arsdale's birthday is here in a couple days. So we thought we'd do kind of a Ring of Honor tribute to the old guy. Mm-hmm. And what number did he wear? Number five. Number five, okay. So we thought it would be fun to get together and just talk about... Dick Van Arsdale, the original son. This podcast is a tribute. It's a good opportunity to learn about the history of your Phoenix Suns. A lot of us grew up, you know, I'm an 82 baby, so I grew up with the, the 92, 93 Suns. Matthew's a little bit younger. You know the the run and gun Phoenix Suns, right? Yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah. so that's yours. Well, debatable, yeah. as always. But I didn't grow up watching Dick Van Arsdale, so it was actually really fun to do some research Try to find a highlight or two about Dick Van Arsdale, uh-huh. which is really hard to find. And and put forth that information for you as a Suns fan so you can snuggle up with it and get to know yeah. it. Yeah, there's not always a lot of information. Usually you'll get one video or like maybe a couple um, you know, highlight plays like they might have back in the old days. But it's still just it's interesting to go back to actually see what kind of person they were and how they actually impacted the Suns. So mm-hmm. that's always my favorite part. No, it's fantastic. It's a, it's fun to do. It's mm-hmm. fun to do. So without further ado, it's only right to, in honor of Dick Van Arsdale's birthday, I'm going to pop open this here cerveza. 
And let's get into talking about Dickie V. So Dick Van Arsdale, the original son, as he is called, was a 6'5 point guard from the University of Indiana. Okay, so he was one of those Hoosiers. Van Arsdale was actually chosen in the second round and with the second pick and 10th overall in the 1965 NBA draft by the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting, right? Yeah, he played a couple seasons with the Knicks. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't even know that. What, what I found more interesting was he was the second pick in the second round. Oh, this is a good part. Tenth overall. This is a good part of the draft. Tenth overall. So like, You're like looking at this like, what the hell? What, yeah. was, it, what was it called? The territorial fix. Yes, huh? exactly. This is crazy. Yeah, this is really cool. So yeah. before the draft, a team could forfeit its first round draft pick and then select any player within a 50-mile radius yep. of its home arena as their territorial pick. So this is something the NBA used to do. And this is actually the last year that they ever did. It was 1965. So think about that. If... Just in Suns history overall, if we if the territorial pick still existed, who would we pick? Who would the Suns pick? Well, obviously we would have went after after Aiton. No, right? That's outside fifty miles. Where U of A is less is oh, more I than know. 50. where he played college. You're right. Yes, but where he they wouldn't play from where they played college. Though. He would go to ASU. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe if he wanted to be a Sun. Yeah, exactly. Here's the only guy who I could think of. There's two guys I could think of that the Suns could have taken if they utilized this territorial pick clause in the history of the NBA. One would be Byron Scott, who played at ASU. Yeah. And the other would be James Harden. James Harden. James Harden yep. could have been a son if the territorial pick still existed to this but day. But that, that would be so crazy because every team, like, especially like colleges, that'd be so hard for, like, if every player wanted to play for a certain team, they'd all be, like, in LA. You know what I mean? Or oh, they'd yeah. be in New York. Well, yeah, they, yeah. Wherever they want to play. It's like, so colleges would but have a harder time so much interest, It'd be so interesting be how, the, how the league would have evolved if the territorial pick still existed. It would be like two rounds of territorial picks. Yeah. Two or three rounds. Yeah. And, and, and then they would the college land, like Duke, the first round. <laughs> Duke wouldn't be anything. No, there would wouldn't. be no Duke because no one would want to go to play. Unless they built a team in Duke, wherever the hell that is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> in South Carolina. Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, the rivalry. I know. So again, that was interesting. So Dick Van Arsdale, he was not one of the territorial picks, but he was part of that draft. And again, he was the second pick in the second round, which was 10th overall. And the reason for that is because there was only 10 teams in the NBA. Yeah. Did you have the picks, too, that were selected in the territorial picks? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, Bill Bradley from Princeton went to the Knicks. Yep. He was one of the territorial picks. He actually ended up in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Gil Goodrich. Gil Goodrich. Uh, from the University of California, Los Angeles. A Phoenix Sun, too. Yep. He was uh, actually chosen by the Suns in the expansion draft, along with Dick Van Arsdale. That's yeah. how he became a Sun, was the expansion draft of 1968. He played for the Suns a couple years, and he actually went back to the Lakers. Gail Goodrich did. Uh, and he ended up being a Hall of Famer for them. And then Bill uh, Bunton. And, and who? Bill Bunton. Bill Bunton. Yeah. So those, those did are, not make the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so three people were chosen with the territorial picks. And then if you go through, these are the 10 teams that existed in the NBA when Dick Van Arsdale was drafted. The Boston Celtics, the Cincinnati Royals, the Philadelphia 76ers, the New York Knicks, the Los Angeles Lakers, the St. Louis Hawks, the Baltimore Bullets, the Detroit Pistons, and the San Francisco Warriors. Yeah. So when Arsdale was drafted, those were the teams that 
existed in the NBA. Again, only 10 of them. And after the territorial picks, that's why he became the 10th overall draft pick in the 65 NBA draft by the Knicks. A couple other people who were drafted in that draft. You also had Rick Barry, Rick Barry. was drafted by the Warriors from Miami. He ended up in the Hall of Fame. Jerry Sloan. Jerry Sloan, yep. Uh, he was from Evansville College, uh, was drafted by the Baltimore Bullets. That was an online college, by the way. <laughs> yeah, 1965 <laughs> online college. <laughs> uh, Billy Cunningham from the University of North Carolina, who was drafted by the 76ers. He ended okay. up being a Hall of Famer. And then Dick's twin brother, Tom Van Arsdale, was drafted by the Pistons with the 11th overall pick. Right after him. Right after him. Just like the Morris twins. Huh? Yeah, yeah, back to back. So the transaction that actually brought... Van Arsdale to the Suns, again, was the expansion draft in 1968. So the way that it, the expansion draft essentially worked is each team could protect, I believe it was eight players and from their roster, and then the two new teams, the Bucks and the Suns, yeah. could draft from those uh, unprotected players. And the Suns' first pick was Dick Van Arsdale, thus mm-hmm. the nickname, the original Sun. So that's how Dick became a member of the Phoenix Suns. It's really fun when you go back and you read a lot of these articles and you know you can't find any real game footage on Dick Van Arsdale. No, you, I don't think there was one thing of footage. Like the only right? thing that I saw was him doing like an Air Force commercial. Yeah, Did that's, that's that? the first thing that popped up. Yeah, he's like, hi, I'm Dick Van Arsdale. It's funny watching him just talk because you're like, oh, he's just a normal person. You think people back in the 70s were a little different. Yeah, nope, he, they look the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really a, a well-built dude at that. Yes. You know what I mean? Good, good hair. Yeah. Good, good hair. hair, nice physique. You know, didn't really uh, have any kind of speech impediments or anything. He's like, hey, see, Dick no, Van Arsdale, he, he, see? He no, talked talk totally normal. normal. Talk normal. He wasn't John Wayne. No, just wasn't. Well, listen, here, I'm Dick Van Arsdale, <laughs> and I'm a member of the Phoenix Suns. The most interesting statistic that I found as I kind of researched the Van Arsdale career, he was second in the NBA in 1969 and 1970 in true shooting percentage, ahead of Cincinnati's Oscar Robinson. Oh, wow, okay. And... So, I mean, he... Yeah, it's hard to find anything. He played nine seasons total with the Suns, and he actually retired after the 1976-1977 season. But he had some really good moments in there uh, when he first came over to the Suns. He was a three-time All-Star. You know, we got him in 1968, in 68-69, 69-70, and 70-71. He was an Mm All-Star and led in true shooting percentage. So his most memorable Suns moment was his 18... For me, as I researched everything... It would have to be at the back end of his career when he was a member of the team that went to the 1976 NBA Finals. Yeah, that's uh, where I found him too. Yeah. I was doing a lot of research on <clears throat> that for another one of our podcasts, the top three what-ifs, and I was watching some highlights from Game 5, which is considered one of the greatest games in NBA history, and he had an 18-foot jump shot that occurred in second overtime and cut the lead to one. And that game eventually went to thir- three overtimes. They actually... Uh, Havlicek with the game winner in the yeah, third overtime. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like whoever talks first on this podcast is going to give the only information because there's very little on him. So yeah. it's like everything you're reading is what I have. <laughs> so I'm going through. Well, you're reading, get, get, you're, you're, I'll let no, you no, talk a little you're bit. Talk, no, it's fine. So like the next thing we talk about, you know, it's... Um, Oh, hey, the Research Gold, uh, the commercial for the Air Force. Yeah, that's great. uh, (laughs) I have their number, too, 1-800-447-4700. Okay. Not sure if they're still in business, but give them a call. The United States Air Force? I think they're doing okay. okay. But um, no, it's just funny because there's there's very little. He is the original son, but it's like whoever talks first on the podcast is going to have the information because there's very little to Now I feel bad. I feel like I've talked too much. No, I'm not saying that at all. No, I'm just saying. Tell me, me, do you have any more research nuggets that you found? Um. 
research gold. The only thing too, uh, his last season with the Suns is the only season he played with his twin. Yes. Yeah. Tom joined the team for yeah, that last 76, season. 77. Of course, that was his worst season after that he retired. One thing that was actually really cool on NBA 2K19. So we're big 2K players. We play off and on. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that was really cool is they actually had a Dick Van Arsdale gold card. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's a Ruby card. It's a 77-78 card. Nice. Um, I wonder why 77-78, just because that's the year he retired? He didn't I, I do think shit. so. It was kind of like, Tribute I didn't know card. he would be in 2K, but he ended up being there in a Ruby card. And he was actually, I, I read a lot of the comments that were in it. He had a Clay Thompson release. So it's funny reading people's comments. They're like, oh, like totally get this card. He'll be set. Like he's going to be totally Interesting. Wet. Yeah. And then he came with uh, five gold badges. Um, Which were, what were those badges? They're mid-range Deadeye. Okay. Yeah. Mid-range Deadeye. Deep-range Deadeye. Limitless range, catch and shoot, and defensive stopper. Usually, like a ruby card would have at least twenty-three different badges. For yeah. some reason, he only had five. Well, but that goes to show you the NBA was different when Van Arsdale played, and he was. Yeah, you couldn't really. He was your typical like white boy who could shoot. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of versatility. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like in the players. So. Yes, I mean he never played in an NBA that had a three-point shot. Yeah. And you know that's Dick Van Arsdale. Yeah. Uh, one of the research nuggets that I found was really interesting was the Van Arsdale rule. Have you heard of this? No. So the Van Arsdale rule was an unspoken rule between Dick and his twin brother, Tom. And it was saying that neither would make the other look bad in a game by blocking their shot. Oh, and really? it actually happened one time when Tom was playing for the Cincinnati Royals. Their uh, head coach was Bob Cousy, uh-huh. who actually was a member of the Boston Celtics teams that won a lot of championships. And he pretty much told him, like, I don't care about your stupid rule. Like, if you have a chance to block your brother, you block your brother. Yeah. So one time, Tom blocked Dick's <laughs> shot, and like Dick was really pissed about it. That is crazy. Yeah. So. So what kind of role do you think like other twins would have? Because I know the Lopez twins are on the same team now. Yeah. But like, I mean, there has to be rules that you think it's just it makes you think like because yeah, they're basically the well, same. Well, you person. look like the Morris twins or something. You know, like maybe yeah. there's no like don't posterize me or something like that, or maybe even with the Lopez. Because I don't think they've ever made each other look bad. No. Because there's not never really. been a like an update on Twitter of like, oh, uh, Morris over Morris. Or yeah. Because like, they can never really dunk anyways. Yeah, I guess you have to be able to get off the ground. I, th- I think it's whoever Morris. shrugs your shoulders the most. It's uh, like, don't rolls shrug your eyes. Don't shrug your shoulders uh, lower than mine. Yes, don't roll that, your eyes harder than I roll uh, yeah. my eyes. Or if we <laughs> yeah. do it, we have to do it the same exact time. Yeah. yeah. Or don't hate the Suns more than I hate the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's actually a really cool nugget, man. That's actually probably my favorite. Yeah. I just think that's really... Isn't that cool? I read a really whole cool, article man. on it. It was I really like cool. That. I like that a lot. Uh, you take a look at Dick Van Arsdale's place in Suns history again. He was a three-time All-Star. He played on the 76 Finals team. You know, he was, at the end of his career, he wasn't a starter for that team. You know, no, by that time, yeah. they had Paul Westfall and Ricky Sobers, so they didn't need the guard play of... That's like when you watch... I don't even know if he's on the floor for the end of those games. He the is, final though. game? Is no, he? he is. That's, you know, in game okay. five, he hit that 18-foot jump shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of people yeah, in foul trouble, that. and then he comes That's, in, and yeah, he's, he sorry. hits in a great 18-foot jump shot right. that, that cut it to one. Yeah. Uh, his career high was 21.9 points per game in 1970-71. Yeah. His career high came on February 5th, 1975 against the Seattle Supersonics. I actually don't have what that point total was, but I know that he played all 48 <laughs> minutes. He played uh, all 48 minutes. All 48 minutes that in the game. Nuts. As far as his ranks in Suns history, he's number three overall in offensive win shares, number four overall in minutes played, number three overall in personal fouls. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Number four overall in games played, number yeah. five in field goals made, number five in points. Number eight in assists. He played nine seasons with the Suns, 17.6 points per game, 4.1 rebounds per game, 3.3 assists per game, and 79% free throw shooter. Dick Van Arsdale, the original Sun.
And the most interesting statistic for me, um, his he increased his free throw percentage uh, from rookie season to the last season. I think his last season was was actually his best uh, free throw percentage he had. Yeah, I think it was because like he couldn't do much else. Maybe it's just something he really focused on, which is free throws. Yep. Uh, so he ended up with a eighty-seven point three percent in his three All Star seasons. He uh, from the years nineteen sixty-eight to seventy or nineteen seventy to seventy-one, he averaged twenty-one point four points. Five rebounds, four assists over that three-year span. Um, but it's really cool, too, if you look at um, NBA basketball, the reference page that we always refer to. Yes. 73-74, the statistics started taking place of the offensive rebound and defensive rebound, his steals and blocks. So those are the first years they actually started recording that statistic. Okay. He finished the season when it first started with .8 offensive rebounds, two defensive rebounds, 1.2 steals. He was actually all defensive second team in 74. Oh, wow. And then also uh, 0.2 blocks in the first season those were recorded. Wow. One thing that I always find interesting when you talk about basketball reference is they have a similarity score at the bottom of everybody's page. It's really kind of cool. And what that does, it essentially is a way to kind of compare these players throughout their entire career to other players. Mm -hmm. And when you look at Dick Van Arsdale, the other players that he's similar to in his career – include Derek Harper, Walter Davis, who's actually going to be our next podcast, Mitch Richmond, Mm -hmm. Joe Dumars, Dan Marley, Darren Williams, uh, Mike Connolly, uh, and Stefan Marbury. So that kind of gives you an idea. Who was Dick Van Arsdale in his days in the late 60s and and early to mid-70s? He was that player in the NBA. He was their Stefan Marbury. He was that Joe Dumars. More of a defensive kind mm-hmm. of point guard who had some offensive yeah. talent as well. And so. it's too bad we just couldn't really watch the guy yeah. for many highlights. Because um, I know the next guy would... Walter Davis. Has Walter Davis. Known. Those highlights, oh, oh my God. fun to watch. And that is all we have on Dick Van Arsdale, the original son. I hope you learned a little something today, you know, sitting around wherever you may be, uh, taking into the podcast. Not a long one, just kind of a little information drop about the guy whose birthday is in a couple days. Uh, again, hit us up on Twitter, at The Suns Report. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Instagram. Stop by Bright Side of the Sun. Make sure that you subscribe to all the podcasts there. And that's all I got to say. I'm done talking about Dick Van Arsdale. Matthew, you got anything else for the folks? I know. Great podcast. Um, I'm looking forward to keep doing this. Oh, go home and love your family. Sounds good. <laughs>